2109 S08 Knowing God for yourself. Thank you, sir, for this big privilege. I never take it lightly to be given the opportunity to stand before great men and women of God. Thank you so much, Reverend Mosi. You are such a huge inspiration. We thank you for what God is doing. Thank you so much. And happy birthday in Arias. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Um, this morning, I want to quickly encourage someone to know God for himself or herself. Amen. Amen. Know God for yourself. I really believe that it is in the place of knowing God for yourself that impact begins to happen. Relevance begins from the place of knowing God for yourself. And I also believe that God is a personal God and he loves to deal with us personally. Long time ago, I was, I was thinking about this and um, I was coming back from school in my undergraduate days. I was thinking about, you know, uh, being personal with God, knowing God personally. And then I, I was in the bus. I can remember I was in front of the, the normal 10-seater bus in Zaria and I had in my heart that God is so personal that even twins don't come out the same time. That really got me thinking. That that's how personal God is. That even twins don't come out the same time. And you cannot, you cannot sustain your life with other people's revelation. Amen. You cannot sustain your life. It can carry you for a while, but it cannot sustain you over time. So you need your own revelation. You need your own personal revelation. That's what counts. That's what causes the impact. That's what brings the result. Your own personal revelation. And God has made himself so available to us to come and learn of him and know him for ourselves. To strive to know God for ourselves. Amen. I mean, we are in a great church that we have been hearing rich words. Rich, 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 rich words. It is now left to us to take those words and run with them. Confirm those words in your own personal time. You know, Apostle Paul talked about the believers he called noble Christians because they go back and they check through. Amen. He called them noble Christians because they go back and they check through. They don't just swallow everything. They are not just completely gullible. Amen. Yesterday I was in a meeting. I was invited. It's a men's uh, meeting. I was invited and um, the second speaker, you know, he shared, he shared so well. You know, I was so blessed. But he said something that I had to put a question mark on because I have a mind of my own. And so I don't just just stay, you know, like you, like you are drying a river and just keep drinking and keep going down. You know, so anytime you listen, you listen with your heart, with your ears, with everything. So that the one that is not it, you put a question mark there or you put it aside. That's how to listen. 
Can you just swallow everything? So he was teaching so well. But I was blessed. Sleep was worrying me. I was still at the tip of my seat. I didn't want to sleep. And then he came to a point. He said, he said, I have two daughters. The moment they turn 10, I take them out and I, I begin to teach them. I begin to give them sexual education, which is correct, which is good. Some of us never had that from our parents. In fact, it's a taboo to talk about it in the African setting. You don't, yeah. even in church, it's a taboo to talk about it. But you know, it's good that he's educating his child. He takes them out, he educates them about that subject. And then he said that after he does that, he brings a ring. Maybe he's a pastor. He brings a ring and then he puts the ring in their hand and makes them to commit that they will remain virgin until they get married. When he said that, I cringed in my heart. I don't know whether that's correct or not, but something just, you know, something just cringed in my heart. So, so I began to question that, that they wear those rings until they get married to promise him that they will remain virgin. And so you know, I kept thinking through it. You know, I had to even leave the meeting uh, during the pre- uh, um, question and answer time so that I can, I, I can allow wife to come for healing steam class. You know, so as on my way, I was, I was thinking about it. And this morning, when I woke up to pray this morning, I, the same thing came to my heart because I was checking. Is that correct? Is it biblical? Is it correct? You know, and all of that. So, you know, while I just stood and I was just pacing and pacing, this scripture just came to my heart. Train up a child in the way that should go. When the child grows up, the child will not depart from it. Amen. Train up a child. My, my job is to train the child and show the child the way. And the Bible says, if you show the child the way, the way, the child will not depart from the way. Because I cannot be following my child everywhere and be ensuring that the child does everything correctly. Because I thought that was enslavement. If that English is correct. Amen. And again, I remember another scripture while I was praying, a scripture that came to me when I was preparing to teach in in a meeting of teenagers and pre-teenagers. Ephesians Ephesians 6. Please help me with Ephesians 6 verse 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to rot. Our parents don't read this part. Our parents only read verse 1. Honor your father and your mother. If you want to live long, the Bible says, honor your father, they stop them. This is their own. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to rot, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I read a translation that says, it says, take them by the hand and show them the way. And another thing that caught my attention is that it didn't say, and ye parents. The Bible was specific, and ye fathers. It didn't say mothers. I got that. Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. That is your job. That's what the Bible says. One thing I have learned here over and over again is do it 
it as the Bible says. You know, Reb always told us about people cooking up prayers. When there are prayers enshrined in the Bible that you can pray and you cannot pray finish. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is good that you know God for yourself. The man preached so well, but that point, Kai, you know, he didn't, he didn't add up. And that's how to listen. That's how to listen. And you can train yourself to be able to decipher, to be able to sift. Amen. Matthew eleven twenty five. Strive to know God for yourself. It's your responsibility to know God for yourself. And, and I truly believe you make the job of the pastor very easy when you know God for yourself. To become very easy. Hallelujah. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Thou hast hid this thing from thank you very much from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes next verse even so father for so it seemed good in thy sight next verse please all things are delivered unto me of my father and no man knoweth the son but the father Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. He didn't end there. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Amen. Stay there. Amen. That's where you come in. Whomsoever. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Amen. It says that. No man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Hallelujah. To whomsoever the son will reveal him. The son is ever ready to reveal the father to whomsoever. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you give me the, the message translation of Matthew 11? Or before you go there, let's, let's read further, maybe 28 or so. Matthew 11, King James. Matthew 11, 28. Okay, let's read 29. I'll come to 28 later. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls take my yoke upon you and learn of me <clears throat> for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your soul take my yoke upon you and learn of me and learn Jesus speaking take my yoke upon you and learn of me Amen. For I am meek and lowly. I am ever ready. I am humble enough to teach you all you need to know. And you will find rest unto your souls. So one way to find rest for my soul is to take Jesus' yoke and learn of him. 
Hallelujah. Learn of him. I want to encourage you this morning to learn of him. Therein you will find rest. Pastor Dubai always says here that um, she has stopped assuming that people know some of the things she shares because many believers don't read their Bible. Amen. Many believers don't read their Bible because if, if they do read their Bible, some of the things we hear or we read about in our social media won't be there. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see Amplified Version, verse 29. Matthew 11, 29, Amplified, before we go to message. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. That's what you find. Amen. It's plenty. Relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. Brev shared a scripture in Isaiah that said, Hearing, this is the refreshing. Hallelujah. It is in this we get the refreshing. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 30. For my yoke, in case that word yoke is looking like it's one burdensome thing. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon me, let's see how amplified, amplified. For my yoke is wholesome. For my yoke is wholesome. What is wholesome? Complete, wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing missing is is a complete, is a complete package. For my yoke is wholesome useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp. When I go to sharp, something will just come in my sharp, sharp. You know, we like it sharp, sharp around here. Oppressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my body is light and easy to be born. So what is the wahala? Why are people not coming to this Jesus after this open invitation? Come and learn of me. Take my yoke. Take my my comfort, my grace, and my pleasantness. And my body that is light and easy to be born. I mean, body is light. Those are, those are strong, you know, strong opposites, you know. My body is light. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Give me a message, please. Let's just enjoy this. Give me a message. Verse, um, let's start on verse 25. You know, messages for young believers like us to be able to understand the, the mysteries in the King James Version. Abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven. And earth, you've concealed your ways from sophisticates and know it alls, but spell them out clearly to ordinary people. In case you think you're an ordinary person, you are the type God wants. Now, your type God like 
Ordinary people. Rev told us here that in the Bible are people, ordinary people that God used to do extraordinary things. Ordinary people, farmers, shepherds, unlearned, untaught, unskilled. Those are the people God used. Amen. But spell them out clearly to ordinary people. So you belong. Verse 26. Yes, Father. That's the way you like to walk. Verse 27. He likes to walk. Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation. Coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the, the way the father does. Nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. Another open check. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. I am ready. When Jesus says he's ready, he cannot lie, you know now. I am ready to go over it. That, that's what he meant when he said, I am meek and lowly. Is it lowly or low? Lowly. Mm. That's what it means there. I am ready. I can stoop so low. I can come down low to take you on your level, line by line. Line by line. Now again with anyone. The other version says, whomsoever. Now with anyone. Whether Baju, whether Ibira, whether Idoma. Name it. With anyone willing to listen. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to come to him so he can take you line by line? Because that's how you begin to become relevant. That's how you begin to get results in the things of God. Because you can only give what you know. That's why he said, he talked about the father and son intimacies and knowledge. You must have that intimacy, intimacy with your God. It is in that intimacy that things, things come. You know, Rev tells us how he takes some work and he's praying for something else and some things begin to download. Things you don't read in the book. Ideas that, divine ideas. You, you know it's straight from God. You know, there's one scripture, uh, Paul, I, I can't remember. Paul was saying that everything we do, we don't read it from the book. Some things we just catch it. And you catch it by staying. Hallelujah. Verse 28. Anyone willing? Are you tired? Worn out? Born out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. You think you know how to chill? This guy knows how to chill more, man. He knows the best way to chill. He said, I will show you how to take a real rest. Hallelujah. 
Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And what? You will recover your life. But what do people do when they are tired? When they are confused? They go and look for one Baba somewhere. Or look for one mountain somewhere. But that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said if you are tired, you don't even though you don't you don't tire, you are confused, you are worn out. It says, Don't go anywhere else. Come to me. Get away with me. You know how we get away with our girlfriends? You know, you just get away. Just take a stroll. Amen. I remember something that happened uh, in Abuja. We, we went for we went for administration in Abuja. So we lost the one Akalaka guest house there in Wuse, you know. And um, um, in the evening, we just saw a police van just came and stopped in front of the hotel and was asking for the leaders. So I came out. So when I came out, the policeman brought two of my members, a boy and a girl. I said, what are they doing in a police van? I came with this people from Zarel. The man said, no, cool down, sir. He said, we saw these people by that. You know, Abuja have all these gardens, field, and all of that. If you don't go and carry your Zaria sense and go to Abuja, we do anyhow. So they, that, she saw them. He saw them in the garden. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, the spirits. He saw them in the garden, and he was wondering what they were doing there. And so he, he had to he had to arrest them and he wanted to take them. You know, police, police they look for work. He wanted to take them to the station, but they begged him that he should come and see the leader first. I said, Augusta, no verse. You know, so I appeased the policeman. So I called two of them. I said, What happened? Why did you go to a place they're not supposed to go to? Uh, so so the guy started, you see, um, I, I have problems with her. Uh, so we decided to just get away and, and talk over it. <laughs> I told him, you would, have, you would have talked over it in police cell this night. God have saved you. You would have talked over it in police cell. You, you, you have issues with her. As if not your wife. As if not your wife. We, we, we had issues with her. So we thought we should go and talk it over. And then we, we, we got away. We got away. And uh, uh, it didn't stop there. And uh, as I carried that, I, keep, I kept her on my leg. The policeman just appeared. <laughs> True confession. Uh, we came for administration. You are getting away and keeping a babe on your leg to settle issues. Okay. Amen. Get away with Jesus. When you get away with Jesus, what will happen? You will recover your life. Police will not arrest you in that one. Amen. Verse 29, please. We, 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 we have small issues. We need to sort it out. It was doing sound like this. Yes, as if it was rapping to me. It's good to work with young people, man. You learn plenty of things. Verse 29. Walk with me. And walk with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced readings of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. This God is too good. I won't lay anything ill-fitting or heavy on you. The previous scripture says, come with me. Get away with me. 
Walk with me. Walk with me. There's one more. We'll see it in the next verse. Let's see the next verse. 13. Keep company with me. And you will learn to live freely and lightly. I like the word lightly. You know, you know, to live lightly is no worries, no cares. You know, worry is, is heavy. I've been there, man. Worry is heavy. Cares of this world is heavy. It will just weigh you down. You, you walk, you walk and see they are pushing you. Everybody asking you, you have a problem. Amen. Hallelujah. You will learn to live freely and lightly. When you come with him, when you get away with him, when you walk with him, when you walk with him, when you keep company with him, you will learn to live freely and lightly. He said you will recover your life. The previous scripture said you will recover your life. Amplify said you will enjoy rest, refreshment, recreation. Hallelujah. I need us to note those words. Come with me. Get away with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Keep company with me. Hallelujah. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you broke? Everything join inside that place. Are you bound out on religion? Are you confused? Jesus said, come to me. Get away with me. Those time of trouble is not the time to run away from church. It's not the time to run for the wrong solution. It's the time to run to the source. It's the time to run to the owner. The one who created the universe. He says, come. And then he told you what you will get when you come. He said, you will recover your life. And you will learn how to live freely and lightly. I have to learn it the hard way. You know, as a man, sometimes you want to feel like you're the Messiah. You are the Messiah of the house, the Lion of Judah of your house. You know, I, I love, I love um, what Rev said one time, you know, when he was talking about cares and all of that, that, you know, you know, as first sons, you know that this Messiah mentality, the culture has given to us, you feel like I'm a first son, so I should carry everybody's problem on my head like this and get so old very quick. Yeah, people complain. You know I'm the first son. You know I'm the first son. That's why I'm worrying. That's why I'm worrying. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm the first son. I'm the first daughter. I need to take care of my mom. I need to take care of my distant. I need to take care of my dad. I need to take care of my this. You are not the Messiah. Cast your cares. Cast their cares. Cast their cares. Cast your own. And learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There are some things um, I, I observed from, from Jesus' life. And I saw that he literally practiced, you know, what he was saying here. Well, we're going to just see a few, a few scriptures. And every time I read about it, I ask myself a lot of questions. You know, why Jesus always does that? Let's see Matthew 14, verse 23. You know, getting away with Jesus allows you to capture the mind of God. It allows you to capture the mind of God. It, allow, it allows you in to what is needed part time. It allows you to, to unravel yourself. 
Rev said it last Sunday, he even said it a while ago, that if you want to discover yourself, wait on God. Stay with him. If you do not know why you are here, stay with him. In staying with him, all of those things will be unraveled. The reason why people are confused, you see confused people everywhere, is because of this. They are meeting, they are keeping company with the wrong guy. They are getting away with the wrong stuff. This is the right way to get along. Matthew 14, 23. With the crowd, with the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. This is Jesus. And one thing I observed reading the Synoptic Gospel is that every time Jesus got away, the moment he returns, something happens. Something spectacular, something supernatural happens. I've noticed that. And I used to ask myself, you know, you are, he's with his disciples and he will just withdraw. Only him. And he will get away. The Bible mentions it several. We're going to see a few. And in this place, he said, with the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Next verse. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea. Maybe give me King James, please. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Next verse. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. This guy just had a time out with himself. And the Bible said he went on late into the night. And suddenly as he turned like this, everything was spot. He was just walking on water. So something must have happened in that time out. Something used to happen in that time out. Let's see another scripture. But then we'll now draw some deduction. Mark 1, 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, maybe like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. He went out, talking about Jesus, and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. You see, again, he was with people. He rose up very early and departed to a solitary place and there prayed. Next verse. And Simon and they that were with him followed him after. Next verse. Because they don't understand it, our God that used to sneak out. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. Next verse. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. Next verse. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. Next verse. Let's see. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Next verse. And Jesus moved with compassion. You know, we're taught about compassionate empathy. Moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. Amen. That's another spectacular thing that happened again from just coming out of that place. Luke 9, 18. Just follow me. 
not to that garden that those guys went to. And it came to pass as he was alone praying. As he came to pass, as he was what? Alone praying. His disciples were with him. And he asked them, saying, Next verse. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Peter answering said, The Christ of God. And he straightly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. Amen. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Hallelujah. You know, he came out and he began to give, tell them things that will happen from staying alone and praying. Luke 6, 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Next verse. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples and of them he chose twelve whom also he named apostles you know he came out of that place and he made a major decision and he chose his apostles finally let's see Matthew 26 verse 36 hallelujah then come Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. He's with them. He didn't say, let's go. He said, sit here, let me go and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. When Jesus was sorrowful and very heavy, he went to God. Amen. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. Next verse. And he went a little further, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Next verse. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. You know, one thing I noticed from these readings we just had now is that Jesus was always getting away all by himself. And it is in those places he, he, he cements that intimacy between him and the Father. You also need to learn to get away. You also need to learn to get away. And one thing he kept doing when he got away was praying. So one of the things you will do getting away is praying. We've been taught about prayer here over and again. In fact, former verse mentioned the one-hour clocking. 
that we've been told, at least clocking, Rev told us, at least clocking one hour. It may not be one hour stretch. You can be doing 20 minutes, 10 minutes, but just make sure in a day, at least clocking one hour. You have to learn to keep company with him, walk with him, walk with him, create time, separate time to get away. And what you do, one of the things you do in those moments is not to be gisting or to be gossiping. It's praying. And it is in those moments you get to know God for yourself. You, you will hear things that nobody will teach you. You will learn things that you will not read from any book. Watch him. Every time he came out of those moments, something supernatural happened. I like the one he walked on the sea. The guy just came out. Water was not an issue. It was not a barrier. To just meet his guys there, he just walked on it. And to show them that it wasn't fluke, Peter said, if no be fluke, Oga, say make a trial. Oga said, try. Just say, come. One word. And Peter came out and began to walk. Hallelujah. You have to create time to know God for yourself. You have to create time to get away. You have to create getting away times. Yeah. We live in a time where there are plenty distractions, especially with, with this time of social media. There is plenty distraction. You can be on the phone, pressing, pressing for four, five, six hours. You know, one way I deal with this, that I don't carry my phone to my bedroom. My phone don't enter my bedroom. It finishes in the parlor, maybe leave it charging or leave it there. It doesn't, it doesn't follow me to the bedroom. Because before I got married, my house is bedroom, parlor, you know, so everything was basically in the bedroom. The parlor was stuck empty. So everything's basically in the, in, the, in the bedroom, the bed, the TV, everything. So I will be pressing phone or watching TV. Sometimes when I look at 4 a.m., Jesus, I will sleep two, just two hours, wake up the next day, feeling like, feeling so stupid. My eyes so red, feeling. So one day, one day I advised myself. I said, if I continue to carry this phone, you remember those days of a uh, free calls? Yeah. All those boys that don't have money and be depending on free calls to toast their, their babes. Marking 12 a.m. Hello? In 10 minutes, you are done what I'm discussing. The rest of you are talking is jargon. We need to create that time to get away. Time to, to keep company with our God. That's one of the ways we, we get to know him for ourselves. We create that time of getting away with him. Keeping company with him. Learning of him. And he said, he said, when you come, he told us when you come, he's willing. He's willing to take you through the lesson line by line. He's so lowly and so meek and so humble. He can teach you anything. Didn't the Bible said that the Holy Ghost can teach us all things. There is nothing you cannot learn in this exercise. People have come out of this exercise and they go to exams and they pass. Sometimes I have, I have issues to deal with at the office, but in just those moments of praying, something will tell me, when you go to the office, do it like this, do it like that. It's not in any book, it's not in any thing. As I go to the office, I do it like this, I do it like that. The thing works. Ideas will be downloaded to you. Things you never imagined will, will come to you in moments like this. Another thing you do in, in getting away is reading. 
Give me Daniel 9.2. Don't follow these distractions. So there are plenty everywhere. Plenty distractions. Plenty distractions. The phone is your own. Manage it. You are the owner of the phone. Let the phone not control you. Control the phone. Control the phone. Finish, drop it, go and sleep. Some of us, the first thing we look out for is our phone when we wake up. What's the latest WhatsApp news? What's the latest broadcast? Like this, like the one I saw the other day that says that the reason why the weather is so hot is because they are doing maintenance in hell. <laughs> if we are feeling this kind of heat over maintenance, I wonder how the hell will be. Don't go there. It's not a place to go to. See maintenance. Let alone the main. <laughs> Don't go there. Amen. Daniel 9, verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books. Amen. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. In reading and meditating God's word, he, he, this revelation came to him. Hallelujah. Things will come to you when you create time to read. I have never seen anybody that made it in this life, any successful person who is not a voracious reader. I have never seen. I think it was Ken Hagen or his son that talked about, you know, the children going to sleep with him, with his head on his table reading, and they waking up and meeting him sitting and reading. Ken Hagen. They say goodnight to him with his head reading, and they wake up meeting him there reading. Rep, Rep has been encouraging us on the people find it difficult sometimes to be alone. You know, some people is a taboo. It's a taboo. To, they can't be alone. It, 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 it's a problem. They can't sit by themselves. They can't talk with themselves. They have to be somebody always by their side. Some people are like that. And I'm telling you, you will not, you will not make the best of your life that way. There needs to be a time you need to be by yourself. You need to learn to be by yourself. See, I have had meetings with myself alone. I said, I said, Kenneth, let's have a meeting. We sit down. Before I wrote my last exam in school, I had with you myself. What would you do after school? We had a meeting with myself. You have a meeting with yourself. Before I left NYC, I, 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 before I left there, I had a meeting with myself. Okay, now NYC is finishing. You don't want to stay in Ayotere Kitty. So, what next? You, you need to learn to, you need to have that time. I, I have seen that people struggle to sit by themselves. That's why you can't pray. That's why you can't read. Oh, Rev was dropping me on Thursday. He was telling me about two books he's reading. You know, you could feel the passion. You could feel the passion at which he's expressing the things he was learning, the things he's reading. I have never seen any man that made it who is not a voracious reader. They read and they read and they read. 
Yes. It was Rev who shared with us about the Jewish guy who wanted to take his girlfriend on a date for the first time. And he got there, he didn't see any books because it's a culture of the Jewish people to have books in their house. And Rev was telling me on Thursday that in America, the Jews are just 2% of their population, but they control things. And the Americans don't joke with the Jews because they know that something is here. Nobody jokes with anybody that has something here. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to read. You need to read. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. It's your Bible. Your Bible. Read it. It starts from just reading. Leave the big study, concordance. Start from reading. Just read. Just read. It starts from reading. You don't need to wait. You know, when I got saved, when I got saved, I, I, I used to see that pastors were begging people to read about. Is that is that is, is that there is something in this thing that the pastor is emphasizing we should read? Why are people not reading it? So I, have to, I have to advise myself. That's why you need to keep advising yourself too. To read. Oh, one time I was reading and I said, if you want to hide something from a black man, put it in a book. That day, I swore, I committed, I will not be the black man. They will hide something from in a book. I look for every book that comes to my hand and read. One time I was our secretary to a pastor. I was working with him. I read all his book in the shelf. The moment the man travels, I pick one. I'm not sure the man have read half of the book there. I read everything. Every opportunity gulp. Every opportunity gulp. Every time you read, something happens here. Every time you read, something is rewired here. Every time you read, something changes. Don't be the black man that will have to hide something from in a book. Read. And now, thank God now, the, that your phone that you have, that is connected to, to the whole, to the world wide web. You can download things. You can do stuff. Read. That's another thing you do when you get away. And that's how you, that's how you begin to know your God for yourself. And until you know your God for yourself, you will not produce good results. I was supposed to say that I may know him. That I may know him. Don't be here. Them say, them say. Know God for yourself. So that when you sit down and somebody is teaching or saying something that is not in the book or is up, just wrap it, put it inside later, throw it in the dustbin and walk off. Daniel said he understood by books. In that reading, revelation came to him. How many of us have, uh, most of us must have seen, um, is it Game of Thrones? I'm not a movie person basically. Most of the movie, my wife had to beg me to watch. Even this one, I have to, just to encourage her to also watch. So there's this guy, and you know, you know, when I watch things, I watch to learn. When somebody's talking, I'm listening to learn. I'm not just listening to pass by. I'm not just listening to mark time. You, you have to be, you have to be voracious. You have to be ready. So I was watching. This, this is the season one. That's tell you how bad I am in watching movie. This season one. So I was watching, and you know, I'm if you know the dwarf. The dwarf season one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The guy made a statement That's two, two nights ago. He said, a mind needs a book like a sword needs a wet stone. A mind needs a book like a sword needs a wet stone. Mm-hmm. A mind needs a book 
like a sword needs a way. A way stone is, is this big stone you use to sharpening knife, you know, or sword. So as you are reading, as you are reading, hallelujah. You know, I, I read my, my small books one time, uh, or, um, the late my small, and he said, he says something, you know, when you get a new book, one of the part I like more is the preface. The preface just whets your appetite and begin to prepare you for the main thing inside the book. So you just read it with hunger. I read that preface and he made a statement. He said, man has successfully conquered technology. Man has put man in the moon. Man has caused metal to fly. But man cannot raise a family. Man cannot lead a family. Man is struggling to raise a child. With all these powerful successes that man has achieved, they still struggle. They still struggle to raise the family. And that's why you need to, you need to learn. So you don't be like that one that is not complete. You conquer technology and you conquer your own environment, your family. Everything you need to learn to lead a family is here. When I was praying to get married, I was doing a little, a little reading on divorce. Because I told my wife that I don't believe in divorce. So I was doing some study. That I got to Matthew 19, where Jesus was answering a question. That freed me. And he said some very deep things there. You know, you need to get a way to learn. Sometimes, right after church, he gets back to the office. You think he just goes there, just goes there and says, ha, ha, I'm the big boss. <laughs> Bishop David Oedebo says he works those days, he works at least 18 hours every day. 18 hours. You think 18 hours is just to be eating beans? And, eh? It's reading. He said, in my office, I have a thinking room. People don't think. Oh. I don't know if you heard somebody this Reba. Reba sharing. Last week, I think it was last week he said, he sometimes just sit down. If you don't have anything to do, think. Carry a paper, carry a pen, and sit down and think. It they walk, it they walk. Think. Sit down there, sit down there. Off the TV. Get away from your noisy friends. Sit down there and think. What can I do now? How can I handle this? Learn the how. As you sit down there expecting, it will drop. I shared about how I got married. I was praying. I was gotten away. I had no job. I resigned from my job. I was just praying, pacing. Just praying, and the thing just came. It was after Pastor Dubai was teaching in Bible school, the first Bible school I did two years ago, that I got to know it was the gift of faith. Something just came upon me that, you know, it's possible I can do this thing. This this urge to just go ahead with the marriage plans. I traveled to Zaria. I told my wife at that time I had 400 naira only in my account. That experience have taught me that money is not the first thing when you are bad embarking on a project. 100 naira in my account. I met her and she said yes. Very, you know, I keep saying she was very foolish because I will not say yes to a man with 400 naira and saying he wants to marry. And he didn't even have a job. <laughs> I only had one dry house in Malali. I managed to pay the rent. At least I had house. Even that rent expired after we got married. Amen. And one day we had to leave the house. We had to leave the house. We had to leave the house by all means. That day, November something, 2014. 
Love still, love still was still in the womb, relaxing. And so I, I spoke, I spoke to my colleague. I said, see, bros, I have to leave where I am right now. Can I move my things to your place? Because somebody have offered to keep my wife, my pregnant wife, in their house. So, and left me and the load. Amen. So I packed my load, called the caterpillar guy, gave him some CSK, packed all my load, went to Kakuri, from Malali to Kakuri. Went, in fact, we even jammed a bike guy on our way, bypass. I said, what kind of wala is this? We just continued, went, dropped all my load, and the guy had this empty room, dropped all my load there, and was squatting with him. I go to work, branch to wifey, see her, come back to another house. That's what we're doing for almost one month. Nobody knew. My mother didn't know. I was still go to Zara. I said, on a day now. As I'm leaving Zara, I said, man, I'm going back, man. This <laughs> and one day, the guy, out of pity, out of concern, that was close to come meeting 2014, the guy said, the guy told me, he said, see, I have this man. Let me take you to the man. The man will tell you about about your life. The man will tell you about your life. <laughs> so I just laughed. I said, okay, thank you for your concern, but I have a meeting in Abuja. My own pastor is there. Let me see my pastor first. Let me see my pastor first. But you know, the pressure was enough for me to go and see one man because the guy was feeling like, like maybe I'm cursed or something. You know, I just got married. I don't have the accommodation. My load is here. My wife is there. <laughs> And I'm here, there. But you know, it didn't change anything. Wake up in the morning, pray, you know, trust God, trust God. You know, it was in prayer, in one of the prayers that God said, Call this guy, ask him to give you 100,000 naira. This guy is Tinji Koko. Smile was my secondary school mate. His guy, money they come. But I called this guy, and he gave me 100k. So I told him, I will not go and see any Baba. I will not go. Let me see my pastor first. I'll come back. Gathered our things, went for a camp meeting. The camp, nobody knew that these two couples never get a house. Did our thing, brought. My boys even picked me from Kaduna Trikania. That's how my boys picked me up from Zara. They picked me and my wife. We went. I prayed now. We didn't come meet everybody. was jumping. As people are jumping, that's why we need to be empathetic. Like, like Pastor Jessica have shared. Somebody said yesterday in the meeting I went that uh, it's in church that fine clothes covers problems. You see people all dressed, all dressed, but they are crying. They are bleeding inside. That's why you can't afford to be nasty. You can't afford to be rude. Just one rude talk can knock somebody off because it's only that clothes that is the fine thing. I've been there. All those while I go to church, I come and nobody knew. There's no house. We're not cooking. So then I come to the, I come back. There's no food to eat. I just have one while I just go sleep. When that camp meeting, we're believing God. We told God, God, as we're entering into 2015, Lopsy was close to coming. Lopsy was almost six months then. 20, as we're coming back 2015, we, we need to we, trust for a house. In that same camp meeting, I was praying. I think it was the last day my wife had gone to Zaria because we said we're not coming back to squat. 
until we get a house. So from camp meeting, she went to Zaria. So I, I continued the meeting. I was, you know, worshiping God and everything. And something said, show your phone. Ah. Show your phone. My cough seven, I bought it at 8,000 naira. No, my cough seven. Hey, as I was praying, I can remember the cloth I'm wearing. I can still remember it. I can remember where I'm standing in, the, in church. I can still remember my hands were up. The thing was, I was struggling. So it, I said, hey, no house. Um, big money is not coming from my job yet. That's my phone again. Hey, I want to communicate. I was struggling. I was struggling. I just removed it. I removed my SIM. I forgot to even remove my, my, memory, my memory card. It was later, Pastor Tunde was sending me all my pictures in memory card. Like, like maybe one year later. He said, I saw one phone. I saw pictures. It was all you inside. I said, on my own, no. <laughs> I removed the phone. Went. Dropped it there. I left. Went to Zara. We were in Zara. They thought we came for a Christmas holiday. Mm, sorry. Came to eat food. <laughs> Let the pregnant woman eat food, please. Amen. But you know, Hallelujah. January 2015, as we returned back to Kadna to go and take permission from where she was serving, just buy time to go and go back to Zara because we wanted to just come back to Kadna to our house. We were believing God, David. As we just got to the school, by the reception, little scholars, Malali, Isaketa, as we got there, we just got this phone call from the woman who were believing to move into our house. That we're paying penny by penny. Pay 35, pay 50, pay 100. But you know, we're just paying. No, sorry. So she called us and said, Where are you people? We said, We just came into Kaduna. She said, I need to see you. I have packed out of the house. You can move in. This thing works. This thing works. This thing works. You will learn things that nobody will teach you. You will learn things that nobody will teach you. Read God's word, read relevant material. They are out there for you to read. That's how you get to know God for yourself. That's how you get to know him for yourself. And when you know him for yourself, you will recover your life. You will reduce the job of the pastor. And you can be entrusted to begin to reach out to other people. And with that, we are making progress. Hallelujah. The two hours message or one hour message you hear every Sunday cannot keep you. It cannot keep you. It cannot sustain you. You need to go beyond that. The one hour time we pray during a home cell, it cannot keep you. You need to learn to get away. Get away from the busy schedule of life. Get away from the busy moments of life. You know, we saw sometimes Jesus will wake up very early in the morning, sometime in the night. You know, you have to find your own time. Me, I'm, I'm a morning person. When I come back home in the evening, forget it. If I open a book, I'm lying to myself. Once I come back, sleep. But morning. So find your time. I'm a morning person. When I wake up 4 a.m., 5 a.m., I can do. When I was in school, that was my time. Because my mom's business terminates by 12 a.m., 1 a.m. When Zaria was Zaria. We do business to 2 a.m. People are walking freely. 2 a.m. We're supposed to go to school 7 a.m. We learn the hard way to get up in the night and read. You know, reading with lantern. You read with lantern, you're sweating. But you have to read. Because there's no other time you have. Because you have to pass that exam. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I remember um, failing English language two times. The first time I got P8, those days was P something. The second time P7. I remember the first time P8, as small as I was, because I went to this very terrible school. The school has packed up. The school is only five years. It's a pure commercial school. After five years, go and write external work. I was 15. Went to a snail work. I tried, I got five credit, but I missed English. English was eight. I remember coming to work office here and I stooped down, checking for my name. When I got to, to the English part, Kai, I was heartbroken. I came back to Zaria. I slept. So I tried again. Maybe three or four years later, I got P7. Because it's only in Nigeria that the thing is P, pass, but you know, pass. So, one day I sat down and I told myself, I said, Kenneth, you don't know English. You don't know English. You don't know English. And I told myself, yes, I don't know English. I failed it once, I failed it twice, I don't know English. So I asked myself, so what can I do to know English? He said, go and look for English book. I didn't have money to buy English book. So I went to a junior and I borrowed Countdown on English. I can't forget that book. Countdown, I borrowed it. No money to register for WAEC. That was year 2000. I went to a colleague or so who was working in First Bank. First Bank, PZ there. And the guy borrowed me 3,000. WAEC was 3,000. Things, things are getting better. WAEC was 3,000, 2,000, year 2000. So I collected 3,000, I registered. I called this English. I read Countdown from English from the first page to the last page, all by myself. I met a doctor in church. I got marking scheme for English. That's when my eye opened. I saw how they mark English and everything. All the, you know, those letter writing, all the punctuations, the matters, you know, the comma, the foot, everything gives you mark. The salutation, the, the, the closing remark, everything gives us, okay, okay, okay. My eyes just opening, pa, 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 pa. I, I kept those two materials. I studied, you know. I was even ashamed. The reason I went to borrow that money, I was ashamed to go and ask my mother for another money because I failed the exam twice. So I borrowed, I registered, and, you know, I read everything. In fact, the girl was already the exam, but I denied her of that book. In fact, she wasn't even, she didn't even come to ask of it. So I used everything. The exam time, I'll put my, my pencil here, put my, my disc here in my jeans. I'll, do, I'll tell everybody at home I'm coming. I walk off, I write, on the day of English, I remember, I remember, and as I was writing it, I knew I had passed English. I knew the, the objective, 100 questions, I did 100 intact. The comprehension, I chose letter writing, I chose, every, I learned as, as the thing was in, in counter in English, I did, as I just delivered everything. The guy sitting by me didn't come back for oral English because he wasn't even, he didn't even know there's oral English. The 60 question already, the guy didn't know. Maybe in a JJC. Me, I don't do it two times. I know. So I did it. I knew I passed. And when the result came, I passed. If you want your result to improve, learn, read. If you want your spiritual result to improve, read. Get away. Pray. Read. If you want your business to improve, read. And from that time, I realized that there is no exam you cannot pass if you adequately prepare for it. I'm an ICANN student member. 
as an accountant. So I've been writing ICAM since 2010, though I stopped since I got married, basically. What marriage do to men sometimes? It's still not an excuse anyway. So, you know, because I was an accountant, I was exempted from the first level. Those days call it foundation, I was exempted. So I'm to write the second level. And I realized that ICANN, somebody else will teach you. Another person, you read another person's book. Another person marks it. And the people that mark it is conference marking. Mr. A marks only question one, he will move. This one marks only question two, he will move. The other marks only question three. And we don't write name on the answer sheet. It's only registration number so that nepotism will not come inside. Ah, this one is, is Tunde. It's my brother. Yeah. You, don't, you don't even know the person. That's how the, the exam. If you pass I can exam, you pass. So I came to the second level. I went for classes. I had four courses to write. Uh, um, um, taxation, auditing, communication skill. That's around English or thereabout. And cost accounting. I took this exam. I wrote uh, the first time. I passed communication skill and taxation. I have to receive the other two. The second time I attempted, I passed uh, auditing. I failed cost accounting again. This cost accounting. I don't get it. Something is not correct. So the third time, I said I will not attend classes. I went, I got that material, all that materials on Lagos, past questions. But I got a past questions. I will sit down in my house. And that time, I had resigned from my job. I had all the whole time in the world. I'd sit down in my house. Everywhere was dead. Everywhere was book. Sit down. Pass question. Solving. Solving. Pass. Solving. Solving. Pass. Solving. 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 I refused to attend classes. And I registered. And when I got to the exam hall, and they brought the question, I did a more college here. It used to be police college here. So as I got the question paper, the first question I saw was something I had solved over and over again. I just settled down and gave them passing mark with that. So I want to encourage there's nothing you cannot learn. There's nothing you cannot conquer if only you give it time. There's nothing you will not know if you give it time. So for you to know God for yourself, you need to learn to come to him, get away with him, walk with him, walk with him, keep company with him company with him and one of the things or the things you do in those moments is praying and then reading and then you begin to improve begin to improve you begin to improve when I was made president of 8 cycle of then in Zara 2001 and I went to pray I said God how can I do this and I'm just one year old in the faith and I've seen some people who are in 500 level 400 level just diploma student or so or something I said I want to talk to these people as I knelt down praying, God said, read more than them all. I'm like, huh? Read? These people have been saved, like, bobo to bobo. Some of them are phone He said, read more than them all. Okay. I began to read. And things began to happen. Amen. So read. Get away with God. If you are tired, you are worn out, you are confused, that man is not the right person to go to. Jesus is the right person to go to. You saw Jesus when he was sorrowful about, about the things that were to happen. The Bible says he got away. 
He prayed the first time. He came back. These guys, they are still Johnson. He left them. He took a step further. He got down again. He prayed. When you go down that scripture, at the third time he went to pray, he just when I said, Father, let thy will be done. I mean, something had happened. Something had happened. He just said, let thy will be done. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can call us on 091-25-22-45-4587. You can also visit us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at SGC Kaduna.